The moment you make your subconscious desires, especially those you deem shameful, mean something about conscious you, you've lost connection. Welcome to Shadow Dominatrix, the podcast. I'm your host, Lois St. Germain. On this show, you can expect to learn all about what makes you tick as we use human design, shadow work, and step into the taboo dom sub world to answer the inner call to become a turned on, unfuckwithable woman of wealth and personal power to become a shadow dominatrix. I promise you it will be liberating, spicy, and certainly kinky, but one thing it will never be, and that's vanilla. Welcome back to another episode of Shadow Dominatrix. We are going to play with all things dominant and submissive today, as you would expect. And when I was on a walk earlier, um, I made up a new word because I feel like this is the constant state that life puts us in. And the word is domination. And this is where most of you live, right? It's a confused state of attention. We're, we're not, we're attempting to be dominant, but sounding submissive or attempting to be submissive using dominant language. And neither of those situations lands us in the state of power, influence, control, all the things that we say we want. So I want to like just kind of dive into this a little bit and really try to clarify each of the states of attention that we have the option of being in. And we've talked about it many, many times about how regardless of whether we know it's happening we are always in some state of dominant or submissive um, control, right? Even in a friendly conversation uh, between two ladies out having happy hour or whatever. And it permeates all the way to our relationship between our conscious and unconscious self. So enough about that. Let's talk about what this looks like. So women tend to believe that submission equals weakness or giving up, or um, you have images of fragility or someone, you know, cowering in the corner. And this couldn't be further from the truth. Because when you step fully into a submissive state of attention, you are open to fully receive what your dominant is here to provide. And it, it's like having sex, right? You are here to be held by this powerful, um, magical lover and to be held in the safety of what he is giving you, right? So 
On last week's podcast, we talked about feigning from bratting or feigning bratting um, from an unhealthy place, right? Where the sub wasn't being honest and she wasn't staying in her submissive role. Instead, she was topping from the bottom. And in this confused state of domination and from a place where she could never get the response that she was seeking. And it's no wonder that you're confused, right? You've only seen dominance and submission done poorly, beginning all the way back from childhood. But mostly because it's taught to us from wounded states. Dominance isn't a boss who yells and demands that you don't screw up again, right? What he or she is really saying in that when they're, I had a boss, I have to tell you the story. I had a boss who, when you did something wrong, he would walk throughout the whole department, like yelling, and he would make eye contact with everyone except the person who did the deed. And I called him out on it one day in front of everyone. And then I asked them, right, because it was always a big joke. And I asked everybody else. I'm like, hey, tell him the truth. Like, if you're pissed off at me, tell me. Don't go yell at everyone else because you can't hold the the discomfort, right, of having that one-on-one conversation. It's easier to just yell at everyone instead of speaking to someone in particular. So um, anyway, nobody would speak up because everyone was afraid of him and they couldn't believe that I asked them to. But I got the point across because him and I, we talked about it after and then it became a big joke and everybody was good with it. My point is when he was yelling, right, he wasn't, um, he was really saying you did something to me, right? You made me feel something, which is impossible. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. But like, think about how it's been exhibited to us as a screaming boss storming through the office, right? And they may be offering like plenty of instruction and dominant language, but her attention however miserable it's making us, right? Because nobody likes to be yelled at, is turned inward on her own rage and fear and inadequacy. So she might be yelling, never do this again, but her animal body, if you will, is saying, look what you did to me, right? It's you put me in a bad situation. So in submission and dominance, the submissive state is always in the I feel state and the dominant state is always in the out focused right on you. And she would be using language like you, 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 but if her body was really saying you made me look bad, you did something to me, then it's that domination, right? It's that, weird state of, I don't really know which role I'm actually in. And that's how dominance 
has been portrayed to us, right? Another instance is a mother, right, who chastises, chastises her child for misbehaving in public, right? She might use dominant language and even force, right? Maybe they get a, a spanking or a little swat on the behind or something. And she's saying, you don't act like this in public. Good girls don't act out, right? How many times did we probably hear that as children? But what she's really saying is, don't make me look like a bad mom, right? Or I'm embarrassed by your behavior because she's not really in the dominant position. She's in the submissive feeling something that she believes your actions have uh, dictated to her. True dominance is a state of attention focused completely out and into another. It's truly penetrative, penetrative. Can't even say that word. It's very penetrating. How's that? When you're in a dominant state, you're no longer focused inward at all. There is nothing in that moment that has anything to do with how you're feeling. It's focused solely on how the other person is receiving your message, be it it verbal or physical or implied, energetic, whatever, right? The moment that it's about you, you've you've lost the attention and the influence. And you've probably created a poor communication dynamic. So this confusion about the flow of attention is also why much of the advice that women in the workplace um, dilutes their access to power instead of strengthening it. Instead of showing women how to turn their attention out and keep it there, right, they're given instructions about what to wear, what to say, how to say it. And all of this turns their attention back on them or back on to her, right? And it exacerbates the problem instead of solving it. It perpetuates domination. And then you're left to wonder why, after following all these instructions to a T, right? You've got the suit, you know what to say, you say what they tell you, right? All of this happens. You're still not able to influence anyone or get the promotion, right? Because your focus isn't outward at all. It's inward. It's, do, am I saying the right thing? Do I have the right um, attire? Do I look the part? Do I have executive presence, right? Meaning, am I a yes woman? And none of that ever works. It's just confusing. As entrepreneurs and especially service providers or coaches, right, this is why you struggle as well. Nine times out of 10, 
your you've turned your client's success into meaning something about you. Even the success of a single coaching session, right, becomes about you and how good of a coach you deem yourself to be based on the breakthrough or transformation or even the speed at which it arrives, right, or they achieve it. You make that about you and it has nothing to do with you. This is why really, really great coaches know how to what we call hold space because they allow the person they're coaching to express themselves freely without judgment or without it meaning anything about you. And if they are not getting results at the speed that would make you feel good, you don't try to um, engage in that thought because you know that it has absolutely nothing to do with you. So submission, on the other hand, is completely about you. More specifically, it's about how you're feeling, right? The language used normally involves, I feel X, or I'd like to, or I'd love to X, Y, Z, right? Think about how influential you could be by saying, I feel so loved when I get home and the dishwasher is unloaded. Or I feel so relaxed walking through the door and seeing dinner started on the stove. Versus, why don't you ever help me around here? Right? These are the ways that we speak to our children, to our spouses. We come home stressed. And instead of tapping into receiving what they are attempting to give us, even if it doesn't meet the standard by which we would want it, we eliminate our ability to have influence in that moment by stepping into or out of dominant submission, right? Or getting into passive aggressiveness, like we talked about last week. And I want to tell you, like, this isn't just women, because my husband can influence my behavior a lot with his submissive statements, right? Something so simple can move me to melt beneath his words, And I'll give you like a silly example. A few months ago, he came home from work and he said, when I drove around the corner and saw that our trash cans were not at the street, it made me smile. I wondered how many other stay-at-home wives don't even think to bring in the cans. Now, yes, I corrected him because there are a lot of stay-at-home husbands in this neighborhood, but you get the point, right? After he said that, I am so conscious of listening for the garbage man on trash day and making sure that I go get the trash cans and put them inside before he gets home because it brings him so much joy to 
not have to do that. As simple as it is, right? Get out of your truck, you walk to the street and you drag the cannon. It's not hard. And it has nothing to do with how difficult the task itself is. It has to do with how he commanded my attention and held and influenced me to want to do that thing. I can't tell you like how freaking powerful this is if you actually like practice and become masterful at it. This is why people pay thousands and thousands of dollars to have a professional dom session, right? And be submissive so that they can be held in this kind of safety and uh, security, knowing that they only have to be one thing. They don't have to fight. They can just submit to being led. Like that is freaking amazing. So to hold this type of submission requires that you never say that anyone else makes you or made you feel something, right? Number one, it's a lie and impossible. You can't make anyone feel things. Only their thoughts do that. And number two, it confuses the dynamics and it puts you in that domination, right? Our new made up word. So using the example that I used just a minute ago about I feel so what, right? So I feel so relaxed when I came home to an unloaded dishwasher or to dinner cooking on the stove is very different than I feel so loved when you're cooking dinner or you made me feel loved when and it's a really fine line that we need to like pay attention to, to make sure that we are truly in the submissive ask, right? It's all about how you feel when a circumstance is happening, not what someone else is making you feel. So try to like really hone in on how you use that, right? In practice, using I feel statements versus you made me feel. It is a total game changer, I promise you. So in the submissive state, you create a world in which your desires have already come true and you invite the other person to join in. So trash can world, right? My husband's world that he invited me into was how good he feels how it makes him smile when he comes home and doesn't have to drag the trash cans in. When I work from home and I've been here all day, like so simple, but so freaking powerful. The primary superpower of the submissive is her ability to connect to deep, to the deep or to a deep inner signal and to communicate the truth of that signal to others. So it's all about knowing exactly what you're feeling and what you want to feel and asking for it verbally, physically, energetically, whatever, right? Any type of communication works. And I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about how this dynamic happens within 
as well, right? The dance of dominance and submission is playing out within our, your subconscious or unconscious, whichever you want to use. I'm using those interchangeably at this point and conscious self. Resisting either creates an inner turbulence and conflict that prevents you from ever knowing what you truly want, let alone being able to ask for it. So let's say that your unconscious has a desire to keep things status quo, right? Because we know we don't like change, but you want to do something big right? You want to leave your job. And let's say you want to leave your job and start a company. Instead of the conscious you stating your desire from a place of submission, it tries to exert dominance over your unconscious fears without tuning into them. When the key to influence requires your attunement, From dominance, you would be so focused on what the unconscious was feeling and conveying that you would be able to create the safety that it needed. You would not resist its feelings or its needs. Instead, you'd honor them. Or from submission, you would state your desire and allow your unconscious to deliver it without interference. So it might look like this. I love waking up each morning excited to deliver my life-changing coaching and mentorship to the hundreds of beautiful women who've chosen me as their guide. And then you allow your dom to lead without question. And you provide true, honest feedback on how you're feeling or what you need so that he or it, she can tune into what you need and adjust as she goes, right? We never want to consciously, purposefully um, dismiss our unconscious or conscious thoughts, right? We want them to play together. We just don't know how because we're in this fucked up dynamic of not knowing what role we're playing in the moment. And it switches back and forth. Like sometimes I ask from a submissive standpoint and sometimes I ask from a dominant standpoint, but I always attempt my best to stay in the role I'm playing for as long as it's required. So the same ask from a dominant, um, Dominant standpoint sounds like you're free to express your emotions about building a coaching practice loaded with amazing, high achieving, high achieving women. Tell me what you, unconscious self, need in order to feel safe to participate in its success. And then you listen and you attune to its needs shifting as you go based on the responses you get. When you ask in that dominant position or from that dominant state, you 
can't make it mean anything about you. You have to allow your unconscious side to express whatever it's feeling without shaming it, guilting it, making it feel like it's um, not wanted, resisting it, any of that, right? So lastly, when it comes to shadow work, your job is to allow the shadow to express its feelings without making it mean anything about you. Hopefully, I've said that enough times in the last 10, 15 minutes that it's starting to sink in, right? Holding dominance in this area is key. Keep your attention focused out on your subconscious. Move and shift with it. The moment you make your subconscious desires, especially those you deem shameful, mean something about conscious you, you've lost connection. And the key is to learn to resist the tendency to recoil back into yourself when a situation becomes difficult or when you hear the word no. Because recoiling puts the attention back onto you, your pain, your right to ask, and the feelings you're having about the situation, not on your desire or what you've asked for, and certainly not on how you can move the other person. The moment you lose connection, you lose control and influence. I hope by now you're feeling more at ease with these concepts of dominance and submission, especially after this podcast, right? And that you'll practice staying in one state of attention or at a time. Life is designed to keep your attention scattered, to keep you in domination. I'm here to help you fully reject this programming by providing you the tools to live wholly and completely in one state or another, but never both simultaneously. Until next week. If you'd like to continue to play in the dark, I'd love to have you join me inside the Inner Power Portal text membership, where we dive deep into all things human design, shadowy, and mentally kinky. We expand and push the limits of our edges all within the safety of a two-way text portal. If you're ready for the depth, join me at text.shadowdom.com. That's text, T-E-X-T, dot, shadow, S-H-A-D-O-W, D-O-M-M-E, dot com. I can't wait to see you on the inside.